Well, uh, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that speaks powerfully to us and pray now as we reflect upon it that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear what it is you're saying to your church. Help us to uh, be constantly seeking more of you in our lives and to be changed by you through your word, by your spirit. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, growing up in the uh, sunny streets of Taruna, I know it was the wrong side of the river, but forgive me, I've converted now later in life. Uh, there was uh, this huge, big tree. Uh, and uh, it was quite the feature of our street on the right-hand side as you would turn down it and drive towards my home. Uh, and one day, a big storm came. And the wind blew, and uh, we live in this old, uh, big double brick home so we had no fear of the wind knocking it over uh, but the wind was blowing and uh, the rain was falling and all of a sudden in our house the power surged and uh, out went all our electrical items uh, and very vividly I remember gone was my PlayStation. It was terrible. Gone was our microwave. Well who cared about that, really? My mum, apparently. Uh, gone, uh, nearly, was the TV. But uh, thankfully, I think it was too old to even notice. Um, what caused it? Well, uh, as the rain had fallen and fallen and the wind had blown, the rain had made the ground soft by that big tree. The tree had insufficiently deep roots uh, and potentially the council had recently done some work disrupting the ground and potentially cutting through the roots of the tree. And so with the, with the softened ground and the strong winds, the tree fell down straight across our road and on the opposite side of the road to that big tree were all the power lines. And as the power lines came down, the power surged and there was great destruction in many homes in my street. Uh, insufficient roots, insufficient foundations, to use a building analogy, led to disastrous consequences. And all of us know, don't we, that buildings need good foundations, that trees need a solid root structure in order to um, maintain their integrity and stand up. Uh, and none of us probably would embark on a project of uh, uh, building a house or any other kind of building or setting up a garden without doing some time tending to the foundations, the soil of our garden so the roots can take hold or getting the solid foundation for our house so that we don't have to try and fix it later. Well, though we know that, sometimes we're a little less uh, uh, thoughtful about the foundations of our own life. We, we can tend to spend less time thinking about what are those really deep foundational things upon which we build our day-to-day -day living. We can get so distracted with the day-to-day, -day, we forget about foundations. And as the book of Psalms begins, this great songbook of the Old Testament, it begins with a plea to deep roots in our personal life. You heard it when Claire read it in verse 3. Uh, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Who's that person with deep roots getting watered by uh, the flowing stream? 
Well, verses 1 and 2, it's the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners take, but rather who delights in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. The one who spends time in the word of God to his people. And of course, that person is contrasted to the one who puts his or her roots down in anyone or anything other than God. Verse 4, not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. No roots, and when the storm comes, they are gone, tossed away. And the psalm finishes with showing us the the fruit of these two ways of living. Abiding in God's word, having the, the stream of living water feed your soul, versus Uh, doing sinful stuff, ignoring God, living your own way. The fruit, verses 5 and 6, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. The righteous are watched over by God, they're protected, but the wicked destroyed. Now, This idea of building your life on the foundation of God's word is not exclusive to Psalm 1. In fact, Jesus talks about having our foundations in the right place as well. He tells the story of two men in a rather sort of famous parable uh, in Matthew chapter 7 about building your house on the rock or the sand. And if you've grown up in uh, uh, church Sunday school, you've definitely covered this at least once before. It's, uh, it's great fodder for uh, Sunday school teachers to think about how they can demonstrate uh, Jesus' parable. But uh, unfortunately, there's no demonstration here today. I'm just going to read it to you, uh, where Jesus says, uh, everyone who hears the wor- these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. I don't know if you've been... uh, following along with the the recent storms we've been having uh, on the east coast of Australia, uh, a little further north. But just near where I used to live in uh, New South Wales, on the central coast, just north of Sydney, uh, there were some really big storms. Uh, And they caused the sea to uh, start eroding massively the cliffs upon which some houses were built. And the older houses were in great peril as the waves ate away at the sand and dirt, uh, they were beginning to be structurally compromised. But some of the newer houses had spent a lot more money on uh, their build uh, as the price of the land, which was now being washed away, had risen more and more. And they had driven their house deep into the bedrock. They had these big, deep poles, some of which were now exposed. And their houses were fine. They were losing their pools and their backyards and their fences. But the houses that had been driven down into the bedrock were withstanding the battering. 
And so we see uh, in Psalm 1, here in Matthew 7, we need a solid foundation for our lives. Delighted in the law of the Lord, as the psalmist puts it, or as Jesus says, hearing his words and putting them into practice. But it's not just Jesus and the psalmist. The, the whole Bible is full of encouragement to be someone like this, who reflects deeply uh, on the word of God and puts into practice the things which God tells us lead to life. The Bible is full of encouragement for us to be people who build our foundations deep in the scriptures. Uh, and I want to read to you a, a, a series of, of scriptures to encourage you to, to see this is indeed not my good idea, uh, but the, it's what God wants for us. Joshua 1 verse 8, keep this book of the law on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. In Job chapter 23, as he's reflecting on his life, he says, I have not departed from the command of his lips, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. Uh, Psalm 119, uh, the, really most of that psalm, but it's too long to read all of it to you, but verse 105, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Isaiah 40, we've been recently uh, reflecting on that, the prophet Isaiah. Verse 8 of chapter 40, the grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. What a good thing to build our foundations on. Jesus again in John 15, verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Again, a few chapters later in chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus prays for us, sanctify them by, by the truth. Your word is truth. Let God, please let your word change your people. In Acts, we read about how the word of God was examined and continually changing lives. Uh, but just one example in chapter 17, uh, verse 11, the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Someone's telling them stuff and they're building their lives on the word of God, trying to figure out if it measures up. Paul to Timothy. Chapter 4, verse 13 of his first letter, Until I come to you, devote yourselves to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and teaching, because that's how you're going to build a life on sound doctrine. And in his second letter, extolling the importance of Scripture, all Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And the writer to the Hebrews... The word of God is alive and active. Chapter 4, verse 12. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to divining soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. God's word is powerful. Through God's word, by his spirit, he uses it to change us and ultimately to make us more like his son, Jesus. And so, as we gather here today, a day or two after Christmas, and as we gather here today, looking forward to a new, new week, but more, more than that, a new year, I want us to reflect on our year and to consider the question, where 
is your foundation. 2020 has been a difficult year. I am constantly flabbergasted by the things that we've had to do together as a community here in the church, but as a nation, as a world, to respond to the pandemic. But of course, what we realise, and what 2020 ought to have helped us realise, is that everything else other than the Word of God is chaff. Everything uh, about our lives in which we've sought to, to make our meaning of, apart from the Word of God, has been massively disrupted in 2020. I saw a, a, a someone's Facebook post uh, the other day lamenting that uh, she couldn't travel anymore. Uh, and longing for the day when she could travel overseas again and, and could have meaning in her life once more. Now, travel's nice and fun, and you do learn a lot when you go overseas, 100%. But to, to lament and yearn for the meaning of your life to return so you, so you can get on a plane and sit in a resort somewhere else or even have a cultural experience... It's chaff. And a pandemic or a war will blow it right away. 2020 ought to have shown us, and I hope it showed you, that if we want resilience, if we want the strength to see out whatever uh, gets thrown at us from next Friday onwards... We need our solid foundation built on the Word of God. And so I want to ask you, what's your plan for that in 2021? What's your plan for uh, uh, ensuring that you are being watered by the, the deep well that the psalmist describes, uh, the river of life that runs past the roots of that tree? And also, let me say, don't wait for Thursday or Friday. Feel free to start today. Well, having encouraged you that, that God wants us to have our lives built deeply on the Word of God, uh, I want to be extremely practical now and give you some options. Now, first of all, let me say that I'm completely technologically ambivalent. Uh, if you uh, are, are a digital native and this is where your Bible lives, read it here. If you hate these things, read it here. Maybe get a small one because it's pretty hard to turn. Whatever it is, the, what matters is the Word of God feeding your soul, is getting your foundation in God's word. And let me say that there are heaps of helps out there, heaps of what, what are generally called Bible reading plans to help you build your life on the foundation of God's word. 
and uh, some of those are, are, are just like, read this today, some of them have a devotion as well. And of course, I, I think both are good, but I, I want to say if you are using one with a devotion, of course, make sure you're using some discernment and always asking yourself uh, if what is said in the devotion uh, is really an accurate reflection of what the scriptures say. It can be very easy for us sometimes to accidentally build our lives on the devotional thoughts of Selwyn Hughes uh, or Chris Bowditch or whoever might be writing the particular devotional thought, Nicky Gumbel. Actually, we want to build our lives on the Word of God and use those uh, people as a helpful way of accessing the truth. So use discernment. But let me now run you through a bunch of plans. And let me say, pleasingly, when I did this uh, on Wednesday, because the Wednesday service always is in front of uh, Sunday, uh, we had someone commit to starting a plan. So if you start, you'll be the second or third person who's committing to 2021 in the Word of God, which will be wonderful. Uh, the first uh, two options that I want to uh, suggest to you are the Everyday with Jesus or Encounter with God devotions. These, I think, are only physical, but I, I could be wrong about that. But uh, certainly in this church, uh, oh, you can get Encounter with God electronic. I knew Kerry would know. Um, and if she didn't, I knew Ruth would know. Um, what's that? Oh, they're both available electronically. There you go. Well, you can get them both electronically or physically. Let me say, physically, they're really easy to get because you just need to talk to Chris Berry up the back there. She's going to wave. Yay, everyone look. <laughs> uh, if we had a cameraman, we'd point it at her. Um, and uh, she organises getting these for people uh, so that you can build your life on the Word of God. There's a small cost involved to get the booklet delivered to you, uh, but she can uh, hook you up with that and tell you uh, all that you need to know about that. And they're a great option. I would say that every day with Jesus is probably slightly more simplistic than Encounter with God, which is a little more deep. So depending on what you're thinking. But there are lots of other options too, and I've got a bunch more to tell you about. There's an English minister called Tim Chester, uh, and he has a three-year plan that takes you through the Old Testament once and the New Testament twice over three years. So it's not like full-on, but it gives you about 10 chapters a week to read, but it doesn't break it down into uh, a particular day. It just says, this week these 10 chapters at your own pace. Uh, and so you can break it up as you're able to, and I've got the link there, but I can, I'll, I'll put all this out on the, on the website in, uh, later this afternoon. Uh, that's a really good option. I've done that over three years before uh, and found it uh, achievable uh, and not too hard, not too soft, but still very life-giving. There's the Alpha one-year Bible reading plan, which uh, has devotions from Nicky Gumbel, the guy who uh, developed Alpha. They've got a website, Bible in One Year. I did discover that you can get it in a physical copy from Kurong. I think it's the 2017 version of the devotions. He updates them every year. 
uh, only slightly, so I think that'd still be fine if physical's for you. But they're really good, I've done that before, um, and uh, they're quite helpful. Um, uh, so uh, talk to Claire if you want to know more. I, I believe she's like three days away from finishing. Yes. Uh, let me also tell you about the McShane plan. He was uh, a minister somewhere or other, and the Gospel Coalition is a website that's encouraging people to do this plan. Uh, this is a much more full-on version, where you read uh, the whole Bible in a year with the New Testament and Psalms twice. So that might be something to consider if you're someone who's been good at this for a while and want to go a little bit deeper. Uh, or there's the, the mother of all plans the Professor Horner Bible Reading System, where you read 10 chapters a day. Um, and you read them from 10 different lists, which have different parts of the Bible on the list. Uh, and some, one of the lists is Acts, so you just keep reading Acts. One of the lists is the Gospels, uh, the letters, then the Old Testament's broken up into a few lists. It's, I've done it before, I didn't last a full year, but it was good fun when I was doing it and I actually found it quite useful because when I was reading Numbers, I was also reading Acts. Uh, so um, that was helpful for me to kind of get through some of the parts of the Bible that I find a little bit slower. Now let me commend to you finally a, a, a digital only option which is the Uversion Bible app. I'm sure most of you have probably got this app on your phone if you have phones. Uh, it's an amazing resource. Uh, yes, it needs to be used with a little bit hint of discernment as there are some plans I wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me dead reading, but that's okay. At the end of the day, the job is to read the Bible and ask God to help you discern what it is saying and if the devotion's helpful, great. If it's not, don't worry about it. Uh, they've got all sorts of interesting stuff in there and if you're an Instagram native or you're like me and you're trying to be, um, uh, it, when you open up the Bible app, it's got like an Instagram devotion thing going. So it's got like a story where it has a verse of the day um, and uh, someone gives a little reflection and then there's a prayer and there's a devotion to read um, and uh, then it asks you a question to think about what stood out to you the most. Uh, and it's quite helpful, it takes about five minutes to do. That alone is, is useful, particularly if you're not quite sure what you want to be doing at the time. But they've got plans. There's, I don't reckon you could ever exhaust the, the depth of plans that are there. They've got seven-day plans based on topics. They've got through-the-year plans, like the Alpha plans in there, the McShane plans in there, the Horner plans in there. Uh, the guys who do the Bible Project, who, if you don't know about that, I can talk to you about that. They've got a plan in there for reading through the Bible. Uh, it's really an excellent app, and if you don't know where to start, just open that and start doing the devotions. Um, that would be uh, a great start. So they're, they're, the, they're, they're some of the options I recommend. Talk to people uh, who you respect, uh, who you go to church with. They might have other suggestions too. Uh, but whatever you do, let's make 2021 the year of sorting out our foundations and building them in the right place on the Word of God. I'll give you a few other tips. Uh, and these are just my sort of lessons that I've learnt over the last 
uh, few years. First is that I like to uh, mix it up between reading a devotional, uh, reading something that has a devotional, and then also just reading the Bible on its own. I, I like doing a bit of a mix of both at different times as I move in and out of different plans, uh, because I find that allows me sometimes to, uh, uh, I guess, have a more easy uh, uh, engagement with the scriptures where someone's sort of helping my tired brain but other times I like to make sure I'm, I'm going through the discipline of trying to figure out what the scriptures say for myself that's the first thing I, I that's just that's just my personal other people just stick with one devotion and go for 30 years and that's great too uh, next tip I would say is to think of plans as a guide and not a master this can be one of the great uh defeating parts of making a, pl a plan to read your Bible more because you want to be, have your life built on the foundation of God's word is you miss a day, then you miss a week, then you miss two weeks and then you think, I'm two weeks behind on my Bible reading plan, I can't read the Bible today. Maybe it's only me who works like that, but um, let me encourage you to, to think of these as a guide. And there are two, two schools of thought to this. One is that you, you say, well, I didn't read the Bible for two weeks, so I missed whatever God had for me those two weeks. The other school of thought is I didn't read the Bible, so I'm just going to start where I left off uh, and, and, and not worry about the fact that it says I'm meant to be doing this on the 3rd of January um, or the 5th of July or whenever it is that you've gotten behind. They're a guide to help you have your soul fed by God's word. That's the aim. Not completing the plan, not doing it on the date it says, having your soul fed by the word of God. Next tip is that I want to encourage you to try and level up this year, whatever that means for you. So uh, for some it might mean you've been relatively unsuccessful for the last little while and so maybe your aim is for three days a week for 15 minutes or for every day for five minutes or um, once a week. It's better than zero times a week. I don't know what it is for you, but wherever you're at, you need to, I, I, I want to encourage you to try and, and, and level up that commitment and that, uh, that uh, effort to to build your foundations and tend to your foundations. Or likewise, if you've been good and you've done something every day for 15 minutes, then uh, you know, maybe try something a little bit more in depth or you can keep doing that, that's fine. I, I don't know where you're at and what's going on for you. But I do want to try and encourage you to grow. And that's what I mean by trying to level up, is to try and grow in your devotion to the word of God this year. Do whatever is going to work best for you. Not for me, for you. And remember the goal is to have your foundations built on the word of God. Let me finish by saying that this is not a guilt trip to end 2020. This is not uh, Chris saying you need to do better you need to earn uh, more God points by reading the Bible. This is an invitation. An invitation to deepen your relationship. An invitation 
to greater intimacy with your loving Father, an invitation to a satisfied soul that can withstand the wind and the waves. The prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 55, it's an invitation to drink from the waters of life. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. This is a free gift, a free invitation to life. Or as Jesus says in John chapter 7, verse 37, on the last day of the festival, he stood and sang in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Come to God, come to Jesus through the word and drink from the well of life. Be satisfied. Have your thirst quenched. Have your roots watered. Have your life sustained as you live your life on the foundation of him. Enjoy your relationship with him. Watch it grow and blossom. The only person who misses out is you. So don't deliberately starve yourself. Don't deliberately make yourself dehydrated. Rather, come, drink, and eat. Build your life on the satisfying foundations of God's word. Amen.